0: The following podcast is Work Safe. All right, Stink, open mic there. Hey, yeah, uh, thanks. Thanks a lot, pal. Now hit the bricks. Hey, uh, ouch, yeah, uh, you on there? I'm all here, Stink. Ready for you, buddy. Yeah, Wig had to open up because Keith is, uh, he's being weird. So, he didn't want to come in because he says it's too hot in the new studio. But that's why I have my Ripple here and salt tablets. Because it I can Sounds like
1: your thirst is quenched there, Stinky. Yeah,
0: Ripple and salt tablets. Just like I used to use when I worked in the blast furnaces. Because I can't have the air on because Wiggly says it ruins the sound quality. Oh, and that brings up another topic. We uh just found out after we launched our first episode, the Stinky Ouch Digital Prune Show, that uh, there's a game company called Digital Prune. Ooh, aw, oh, no, that's, yeah. that's a hurt. Yeah, because, you know, if they made, like, rubber bands or something, then I wouldn't have a problem. But because they make video games, uh, well, they'll be out of business next month. But in the meantime, we need to change the the name of the show. So it's already come down, even though we're supposed to be in charge of our own show. Right. They, uh, they looked at my life, and uh, they decided to call it the Stinky Ouch Digital Plunger. Wow, how backhanded is that? Yeah, now I think that they did it because of all those great Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle plunger gun jokes from the 1980s.
1: You know the game, uh, the Rabbids from the Rayman for the yes, Wii? Yes, all... of course. It's like apparently they had an attachment for the Wii Remote oh, that yeah. made it look like their plunger gun. Yep, I remember that. I that was a weird that. mode, I tell you.
0: That was weird. You know what we should talk about? What's that? Weird things in games. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah! I, oh, yeah! I can do that. Now, yeah, I know that those other bums. They did a episode where the their council of video game dummies uh <laughs> did a show about video game weirdness. But I think that we could probably do a show about video game and crazy cuckoos.
1: Yeah, let's revolt against the millionaires. Yeah. <laughs> Down with you fake millionaires. You are fake. Millionaires. They are.
0: All right, well, young, you're young. Yes. So uh, hopefully you'll mention the big video game watch collection. Now, it wasn't the ones from Nintendo. These are actually watches. They were the original, like, LED video games you wear on your wrist. They took, like eight double-A batteries and a nine-volt. And you had to wear a D-belt clip, like four Ds on a belt clip that went up a wire down your sleeve into the game. And it was called Try to Line Up Three Lights. That was... how fun. I made all that up. (laughs) Oh, you stink. Yes. Not funny. What, uh... So what weird,
1: bizarre, strange game or game system... Do you like? You look through it and I'll admit I probably went through mostly normal games, but you know what? There are just some weird moments in even your like mainstream games. <laughs> like go to a uh, your Star Fox for the uh SNES there. Okay. Know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Apparently there's you know your main game, you go through that. Apparently there is this hidden boss in like a certain stage, you take a warp and all that kind of stuff. Now this boss Completely out of line with the rest of the Star Fox series is essentially a giant slot machine. Oh yeah, I fought him. Ah. Completely remember that. Gotcha. And of course, to beat a slot machine, you have to get the seven, seven, seven. Yep. Makes sense there.
0: And you kept making uh, return flights. You know that turnaround thing. Uh, right. And then you come the back U-turn. and hit yes. and hit his and try to hit his uh, stick ball.
1: <laughs> Kinda right. Yeah, you're almost there, Stink. The stick pooler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, that's that's too much, there, Stink. But yeah, it's like I think that's just a way so they could get their end credits in there. You know what I mean? I didn't like like you know the main arts is going. My story is complete, and it's like you forgot about the credits, and he just goes, Oh that's what that was. How do you forget your credits, man? I don't forget them. That's a the good thing about me. I'm going to
0: borrow from our first episode. I'm going to hit on some weird things in arcade games. Now, you know, the arcade could be a very weird place. And that's not just the arcade attendant. Uh, this also goes into the deeper things like the subjects of games. But I'm just going to start with a game from S&K. Because, you know, I like the Neo Geo 2. Wiggly's not the only one that cr- Gaga for the Neo Geo. I also like it. But SNK made some weird games. And I'm not just talking about Akari 3 The Rescue, where your little Akari guy is like half the size of the screen and you look at Rambo for 30 minutes. They came out with one of the most bizarre names for any game at all. Number one, it's a vertical shooter, a lot like Blazing Lasers or Raiden or that type of game, but it's called ASO, which of course, yes, ASO, you know what that stands for, of course,
1: a sick otter,
0: no, close though, armored scrum object, you know, those scrums,
1: yeah, you don't want to go down to the scrum lands, I don't know what that even is. Neither do I, Stink. Neither do I. But
0: that's what it... And they had to make an acronym, which must contain an acronym, because I never went and bought a scrum. I never rode in a scrum. And it just makes me think of something I wouldn't want to get kicked in. (laughs) Yeah, those scrum kicks, they do some damage. Speaking of kicks, you know, in 1987, Neho Systems made a game called Free Kick, and that's where he actually kicked
1: a soccer ball, into the arcade game. Right, right. I've seen a lot of those, especially at your bigger, like, franchise restaurants that have the arcade in the middle of them. Oh, yeah. But see, this was in
0: 1987, way before they had those Dave & Busters. Gotcha. Okay, okay. And
1: And still, like, same idea, right?
0: Yeah, exactly same idea. And speaking of shootouts, that brings to my mind the Daddy East classic. Shootout which was weird because that was also a vertical RK gotcha. monitor gotcha, and gotcha. uh and you remember, you were like this detective, and it started out, you were target scene, but you used a joystick and, and buttons. Then you would go on, you could duck behind things, and you'd go, like, to a carnival, and you'd shoot thugs there. I always wanted to shoot a clown, but uh, you couldn't do that. And then you'd do some other beach towns, and you didn't want to shoot the ladies. But you know what? That wasn't very weird. So why don't you tell
1: me something else that was weird? If you're going to bring up arcade games, I know a weird one. It's a little embarrassing, but you know what? Let's talk about it. It'll get a conversation going. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Here's the title Miss World 96 Nude.
0: <laughs> I played a lot of adult titles. Now, is this an adult
1: title? Uh, with the word nude, it has to be.
0: Yeah. I played a lot of these. They were like, uh, some of them are like Breakout, uh, some of them are like Tetris. They start out with like a silhouette. Of a some type of lovely lady, gotcha. and then you do right. Tetris, and then you get to see her in her bikini or a negligee.
1: Uh hoo, But not with Miss World '96 nude J- stink. No, what what happens? Well, first the gameplay is um, QIX kicks. That oh, was kicks. the one where you cut. Yep. That's the one where you cut out from the border, right? Yeah, I played this Miss Nude one. Yeah. Got- got gotcha, you gotcha it's a lot like that you're cutting out the background you see in the goods yep. ahem ahem wink wink nudge nudge huh, huh, huh. Yeah. but here's the we- now here's the weird part in the seemingly hey. middle of the game what happens is this little girl's head pops up underneath it, it says turn in and then her head turns around into like this weird fat vampire's head yeah, if you don't complete it in amount
0: of time or you hit that other switch, that's what happens right oh really like it becomes nighttime or daytime or something like that
1: yeah i couldn't figure it out because it says turning and then your pretty lady becomes sick twisted evil demon heads yep so imagine this if you're playing this tyler you're going yeah i'm at the arcade why is this here all right so you're playing through all of a sudden turning and you're just going ah no no that's gross
0: yeah, you know they they actually used to have a lot of these machines in bars, and I don't mean like a bar where you might see this type of thing. I mean right, right. like just a regular go to drinking bar like that had a disco band in it. But they gotcha, were very gotcha. they were very popular in uh, in bars. And
1: you know what? I was I was trying to think where would you play this game if yeah. it was out, but I, mean, I for some reason you know you just think arcade because it's an arcade game. I would never think of a bar for some reason there was also even a, a video pin and i can't
0: recall the name of it now but it was a, a video pinball game that had like nudes
1: gotcha gotcha uh, darn i thought i was gonna get you with this title you know what i mean yeah they call you the game master for a reason i'll give you that um- i played
0: that game you know i forgot about it. i forgot about the turning but i think it was uh, like oh, i think the there was like a red through. switch and there was a blue switch and I think if you, if you blocked in that one block that was a different color, I think that might have turned it. But I, I am in my 80s. Gotcha. And, uh, and it's hot. <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, I'm going to tell you about something that you, I bet you never thought I'd talk about. In the mid-90s, I had a bunch of handheld games. They were made by a company called Tiger.
1: Okay, okay, I remember a tiger. I, yeah.
0: I still had them, even though they were made by Tiger, and I knew <laughs> what I was getting into. Now, these things are bizarre, because they're
1: just these sticks, and they're uh, they're actually called sticks. Wait. Yeah. Let me guess. Yeah. I'm not psychic, but I can play one on TV. Is one red with black handles and yellow spots on the end? That's the one I own, MIBA. Yeah, it's called yeah. Now, these were weird. Okay, it's
0: like maybe a giant joke pen that you would have. Uh You know, it had like 150 colors in it, each with their own lever that would eject them. And it was way before Bop It. Like on Meeba, the left side controller pulls out and the right side twists. So what it is, you're a little amoeba, You look like a fish. I don't know. It's probably called Fish Meeba. And these other amoebas, these mean ones, come at you from the right. Avoid the amoebas, and then you jump hurdles, as any amoeba fish would do. You jump hurdles by pulling out the left stick, and you go up and down the screen with the
1: right twister. I do remember this one. Like, you would, like, you pull on the stick, and that was supposed to stretch you out to fit in between the pipes. Or you could do that. Gotcha. And, th- and you know what the best part is? Even though you're an amoeba, you eat a whole pizza for health. Yes. Because that's what amoebas do. If that's not a cliche of video games, I don't know what is.
0: <laughs> true. True. And I had another one called Plugger. Mm. Plug. Plugger. I hardly knew her. Uh, oh. They, <clears throat> uh. The, uh, the the uh, work safe. The the uh, as long as you take a dramatic pause, it all makes sense. <laughs> now this one also had a twist on the one side and a but you pushed on the other side, and believe it or not, it's a puzzle game. So on the very left hand side of the screen, you get a bunch of these LCD blocks, and they're just blocks. They're separated squares, and they have a sort of pattern. And then, in the middle, it's just drawing on. you know now these had drawings in the background that were like right, color right they were color- A very,
1: very, very uh like bland, almost water splashed backgrounds, right? Yeah, they're very
0: faint and they're almost translucent, and so you have this big square looks like I don't know. Two giant rectangles with like a middle part for some reason. But then on the right hand side, you'd get a series of blocks as well. And you use the right thing to twist these blocks until you see a pattern that would fit into the left hand side like gears. Right. So then you twist them around and then you push your plunger on the left. And then in the middle only would come together this same animation of things fitting together and so it was a puzzle game in a stick form a giant fun pen they also had pogo man and shark bite and wheels wheels was the one i did have i didn't have pogo man and shark bite so i can't tell you what they were like but wheels was like a, an excite bite type thing you you were on a motor but it was more like motocross but this one i cannot find because i know that i played this one in fact I don't ever remember playing Plugger <laughs> uh, until today when I was thinking about weird games. But uh, I wish I could find that, that motorbike one, but i got to tell you, it wasn't really that good. I, I think you just tried to get over some uh, pieces of wood, you know. That's about it. I thought it was going to be like Evil Evil and jump over things and excite bike, but it turned out to be just like a motocross, like you might play. When you're playing the Fawns, right? The Fawns was top down. This was side more. It was like three quarter overhead, if my memory isn't playing tricks on me. It reminded me more of when you do that bike pedaling in California
1: games. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: But not, not as fun and in an LCD.
1: Right. Right. So Very limited the... what you can do with LCD. Right. What else you got? Uh, the one last thing I have. It's uh, in the game Metal Gear Solid 2. You know that one? Sure. Just this one part I found odd, and I don't think it fits quite in. It's early in the game, you're sneaking around, you know, doing the whole stealth thing. You hit this corridor, and on the uh, wall, you see a shadow of a big chain gun guy. He's one of the bosses from the first game, so you just see his shadow, right? Mm -hmm. And then you walk through, as it turns out, it's just a little toy with, like, the flashlight on him, so it points the projects the shadow on the wall, Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you shoot it, and and it just starts spitting out little pellets. Here's the thing that kind of makes it bothers me. It, it makes itself self-aware. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, in the Batman games, do you ever hear them mention the toys? Uh, no,
0: but when you get the Batcave in, in your PS3 home, whoever does that, uh, you watch an advertisement for the Batman game
1: on his bat computer. <laughs> you know, I know the home is still new, but... Every time you mention it, it sounds like, when is this from? (laughs) I wish someone would care about that. Yeah, I don't.
0: (laughs) I watch Wiggly, and he's in there all the time. He goes to these festivals where they give out a glow stick. That's dumb. So you think it's weird that you fight a toy, uh, but this is the same game where you hid in a cardboard box as the hero ever since the very first Metal
1: Gear. And then you also got that cigarettes as one of your inventory items. Well, the thing is, Stink, A, cardboard boxes are essential in being a spy. And B, the cigarettes were there so you would see the uh, fine laser trip lines in, in certain parts. like Your electric sensor would go off, and then you lit up your cigarettes. The smoke would then illuminate the lasers. Is that how that worked? Yeah, and you would lose health at the same time, so it's lifelike. But yeah, you would, that would be for seeing the lasers.
0: Holy mackerel, no wonder it took me three months to get through that game.
1: <laughs> you know what it probably took me three months too, but granted I like serious Sam, so
0: <laughs> But then again, I guess we're not just talking about silliness in games, we're talking about the fact that duh
1: <laughs> <laughs> You want to move on to the next topic there, Stink?
0: No. Banana Alright. <laughs> Hey, you know, speaking about that uh goof, that wiggly, he always talks about how one of his favorite shooters by Taito is Hanataka-Daka, super long-nosed goblin. Well, I know one, and it was only an arcade game, but it's just as bizarre. And it's called Hachamecha Fighter. I don't know why they like to call these ha 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 But it's from 1991 by MNK. And I think you're like a gopher... And your friend is a pig? It's a shooter as well. I'm sure they must have taken the idea from Super Long-Nosed Goblin.
1: The gopher has escaped from whack a and now it's out for revenge.
0: Indeed. But the weird thing is that the gopher and the pig fight other gophers and pigs. Uh, except the funny thing about this one is is that they actually fly around in real, like, planes. Like, you fight against, like, a World War II bomber with gophers inside of it. And It and, sounds like those little pet costumes, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Well, because your main heroes, the pig and the gopher, they're actually, like, in Flintstone planes. Their little feet stick out the bottoms of their planes. And they, and they you know, they run off a cliff to get this thing going like Fred Flintstone. But it's really fun, it's full of a lot of bright colors, a lot of themes sort of like the Parodius type of backgrounds you might see. Like you're in a ferris wheel fighting a giant fish and octopuses and things like this. So, it has a lot of that fun, wacky shooter, like Hana Takadaka, and like the entire Parodius series. If you have like a super gun or something to play this on, some type of weird arcade emulator, uh, you might even be able to, I don't know if multiple arcade machine emulator has reached the point where it could actually do this, but it's it's kind of neat if you want to check it out from 1991. Hacha Mecha Fighter. Interesting, interesting. You got anything else there, Stink? Well, I know there's a lot more weird things in gaming, and I know that those guys touched on them before, but I stole two things out of Wiggly's Museum. And uh going to like that? Well, I'm going to put them back. Okay. As long as I don't drop them or something. Uh, you know how they bring out all these crazy plug-this thing into your television, and it plays one game, and then stick right. a key in there, and you get another game?
1: Right, right, the uh, plug-and-play,
0: as it's called. Right. Well, this isn't plug-and-play, but this is kind of just as weird as some of these dumb ones that they bring out. This was by a company called techno Source. They're evidently the source of techno. Uh, That's (laughs) where techno music came (laughs) from. And they came out with a thing here. It's number 20126. And this came out in 2003. And it includes three games. Hover Force, Black Belt Battle, and Sea Battle. Okay. It looks like a Sony digital mini-disc player. Remember those mini-discs? Mm, no. Well, that's where they got the idea for the UMDs from these okay. mini discs. Okay, yeah. okay. So there used to be these flat players that a lot of companies came out with. And they even had home units that you'd hook up to your stereo. You know, they were around the same time where digital tapes came out. And gotcha. okay. this was a yeah thing called a mini disc, which was an, an encapsulated CD, really. Uh, it was sort of what it was like that you could write on and read from. And a lot of bands came out with things like, Frank Sinatra and MC Hammer. Right, uh, right. But this looks like one of those, except it has a screen on it, like a Game Boy. And then you put in these cartridges that say television" on them, <laughs> and it's a, it's three television games, Sea Battle, Hover Force, and Black Belt Battle. And then you put them in this little mini-disc-looking thing with a screen on it, and there's two tiny two-inch controllers that come out of this, <laughs> that have a D pad and two buttons. And they say in television on them. Now I don't remember ever playing any in television like this, but that's just kind of one of these bizarre things uh that spun off from that movement to come out with all these breakaway systems and, and uh when buying up licenses for old games. But I think the most bizarre thing in gaming that I ever saw is from Wiggly's Wall as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, this thing came out in 2002. Evidently, a lot of weird things came out. The (laughs) 2000s, man. What a time. In the early 2000s, yeah. Here it is. It's a set of walkie-talkies. They got the flexible, safe antenna. Mm -hmm. They, of course, have Morse code on them. Uh, They have the belt clip, (laughs) push-to-talk, volume control, on-off switch. And, of course, the walkie-talkies really relate to their branding, which is, of course, the Nintendo GameCube (coughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 walkie-talkie. Who doesn't want a set of gray
1: and blue and red walkie-talkies? That so, kind of sounds like Wiggly just took a pair of walkie-talkies and slapped a GameCube sticker on them. He was like, yes, I swear to you, they're GameCube walkie-talkies.
0: There's not even a sticker. It doesn't, They're not in the form of cubes. In fact, they're, they're very futuristic in, in the fact that very non-human made because they're very circular. They almost look like a gun handle with crazy circular ribbing. And then the only thing that lets you know it's GameCube is there's a little circle at the very bottom of the handle, that has a
1: screen printing that says GameCube, very faintly in blue. Uh-huh. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, do you know how Wiggly got a hold of these? Because you know, if there's they, these, sound like nothing I've ever heard of. They are official, officially
0: Nintendo licensed. I think he got all this stuff because he shops. He shops at drugstores a lot for toys, <laughs> and he he actually got a WCW plastic Hulk Hogan fake shaving kit it has a little plastic disposable razors and little plastic shaving cream bottle and it says WCW on it
1: you know the weird thing is it came out in 2003
0: it may have and it featured Hulk Hogan in his red and yellow before he became Hollywood Hogan so yeah they probably probably bought the license to that after he was you know after it was defunct all right that's well that's all i got uh Uh. i don't really have a lot more in me i I know if i wasn't so hot and my brain wasn't boiled out of my ears i probably would have a lot more because i'm sure there's a lot of bizarre things in gaming but let's save it for a future episode of the stinky ouch digital plunger
1: indeed ice (laughs) cream. cream we gotta go everyone bye bye